Welcome to It All Boils Down to This, the podcast where father and son take the kitchen table arguments and heated discussions from their home directly to yours. Jim and Jack Boyle will explore the world as only they can. We might even let a few guests join the fun. So sit back, choose a side, watch the water temperature rise, and enjoy stimulating generational conversation about sports and life. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 2 of um, It All Boils Down to This with uh, your host, Jim Boyle. I got Jack Boyle with me today. Jack's prepared some baseball stuff for us to talk about. Uh, welcome back to the uh, podcast, Jack. Any any quick things happen over the week that you want people to be aware of? Not really. Uh, I got back on the golf course after my uh, big ankle injury playing 1v1 basketball against one of my friends. Uh, and I didn't play that well, but um, got the job done. So you got back on the course, which is good to hear. It's yeah, good to hear. yeah. My, my my week was probably much more exciting than that. I took the uh, took the Amtrak down to Philadelphia for a Springsteen concert. Was pulling out of Penn Station on uh, Wednesday afternoon, and got a text from my nephew who was going to the game, uh, go to the show with me. And he texted that it was postponed. I thought he was pulling my leg, and Bruce got sick, postponed the concert. So I went down six hours and stayed overnight at, our, at your other cousin's house. At least I got to see the cousins and the kids. You know, it was good to see that. Rob and Dave are great guys. Uh, t- hosted me, and then I uh, took the ride all the way back home, and here we are back uh, podcast land, ready to roll. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of stuff's happened uh, since we last t- talked. It's funny. Was w- the World Cup has ended? The women's World Cup has ended with Spain winning, uh, and they play a different style of play. W- w- just real quick recap. Uh, I thought the game was on at Sunday, 8 p.m., and it wasn't, so I missed the whole game. Didn't watch it. Um, I saw some crazy stuff happening at the end of the game with. With just the way they were, the Spanish football pres- federation, football president, or whatever it's called, he was kissing one of the l- girls on the lips, and it, I don't know. It's just a, a very weird ending, and just shows how how inept and stupid FIFA are at some things. That's why we have FIFA it's to be inept and also, stupid, right? Uh, another point: England did lose, and um, I know uh, the the royal family, especially Prince William, is getting hammered for not going to the game, and he probably should have been there because if. If I I know that the Euro final was it was in Wembley, so it was convenient for them to go to when the men weren't in a couple years ago. But if the men were in a World Cup final, he would have been there, hundred percent. So you're saying that Prince William and the royal family are um, sexist? I'm not saying that. I'm saying they made a, a it was poor judgment to not go to that game. Yeah, but it was a long flight. Come on, they had to take they had to take the Royal Airline. What all else the way did they to have Zealand. to do? That's their job. Their job is to be like the face of England and stuff like that, and PR and all that. That would have been a good look for them. Well, they could have sent down Prince Char- or King Charles. He would have loved that, someone, huh? Someone said uh, the the Markle family there. They should have showed up just to shove it in their face. But things aren't going well for them. They had their po- podcast canceled. Yeah, we we uh, open invitation to Harry and Meghan if they want to come on our podcast anytime. They can come visit we'll, with us. We'll mediate the Bill Simmons versus uh, Meghan Markle debate. Yeah, and also that'd beef. be a good way to get your sister involved because uh, she has said she told me the other night she's a boy. Why why I'm why I'm, why I'm not going to be a guest on your show. Uh, but maybe if we talk royal family stuff or Taylor Swift stuff, she can come on and help us out. So, yeah, yeah it was an interesting week. Uh, the Sox won three in a row against the Yankees. Uh, again, they, they they sneak it back in. They, if, if, are they good enough? Simple. Before we go to baseball, are are they good enough, Jack? Well, are we going to baseball? What are we starting with? Football, baseball? Yeah. Um, Let's go with they baseball. We'll they they have to be good enough. They're at, they're at a point where I know they're still three games out of the wild card. I know they still have to jump two teams. But what's coming up is the two teams they have to jump right now are uh, Houston and Toronto, or Se- um, Seattle and Toronto, two, two of those three. And the next 10 games that they play are both against Houston and Toronto. So, again, we'll see in 10 games. 
They got the Dodgers too in there, don't they? Oh, you're right. You're right. No, it's Houston. It's Houston and the Dodgers, okay. not Toronto. So it's ten games against Houston and the Dodgers, who might just be the two best teams in baseball when they're fully healthy. That's probably true, and it's going to be tough because it's Mookie. We're going to go to the game on Friday. Mookie's coming home, first time or coming home, coming back. It's not home for him anymore. Uh, he's coming back. It, it'll be a, it'll be interesting to see how they handle that whole thing. They usually do a pretty good job when the players come back with the video and, and that sort of stuff. But now, I have a question about that. So who who uh, who's come back? Like Nomar's came back, right? Yeah, almost. I think and almost Pedro's everyone came has. back, right? Has anyone came back in the midst of? Having a a midsummer charge for the MVP, like still playing at that level. That's a good question. Um, I don't know because Mookie probably the best player. They're like, oh, uh, I mean, he, that, he that might win the career. MVP this year. He 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 has put himself back into that conversation with the MVP, and he is coming back to uh, to return as to return to Fenway as as a non Red Sox for the first time playing at Fenway, and he's going to get a big ovation. Has anyone ever came back to Fenway that left the Red Sox like this and been this good? No. Uh, the only one, the only one possibly could, and, and, and uh, this is definitely not equating Mookie with John Lester, but Lester had some great years once he got got signed off of Chicago. Uh, and you know, if you think about it, most players that leave, Pedro left in his career. Manny, Manny was Manny. You know, Mike Lowell's, all those guys who come back, J- Jacoby Ellsbury, well, Johnny Manny, Davis. When Manny, Manny left, it was he was done. It was past his prime. Mookie left in the middle of his prime. There are some players who still left in the middle of prime. Like, did Fred Lynn? Fred Lynn never had like a year. Did he? Did Fred Lynn ever? He went to the Angels, right? Was yeah. he ever? Was yeah, he, he ever at Angels. that level that he was for the Red Sox on the Angels? Probably not. But Fred, that's back. Uh, that's that's again. But you're talking about my youth back. and your youth. It goes a long time. They they never handle things like. I mean, when Fisk came back, he got a big ovation, and Fisk might be the most uh, relevant person uh, to Mookie. Um, and it was a whole different ownership group who who screwed everything up there. But when Fisk came back, I remember came back with Chicago and he homered. And Clemens is the only other one that when he came back, he was in Cy Young form with Toronto. That's a good so, one, Clemens. So that, but Clemens, those, those Clemens the way Clemens left, it's different, I feel like, than one of the players like Nomar and Mookie and stuff like that. Clemens kind of forced his way out, didn't he? He didn't force He got a free agency. I know. Well, he didn't want to come back. Right. Did they really screw him over? No. I don't think they screwed him over. I think he just wanted to go for closer to home, so he went to Toronto. And also, I, what did John Lester ever come back? I don't ever remember John Lester coming back. That's a good question. Did he come back with when he, when we moved him to Oakland? I don't know, but he would have been one. I, he's he's one recently I can think of. I, I just I don't ever remember him coming back to Fenway. To be honest, I don't I don't know if it ever happened. There's a good chance it didn't. So again, I, I agree that this is the biggest one since since the new ownership took over. Nomar came back later. Uh, Pedro, they had a great hand. Ellsbury came back. Damon came back. All the all those well, Damon got the crazy huge, the biggest boo shower of all time. Right when he came back. Right, but that was expected for uh, and and Ellsbury left and you know it could run down. The Panda's never got a great 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 big reception back uh, by the from the fans. But Pablo be, Sandoval, the Panda. I'm just kidding you, Pablo Sandoval. I'd like to forget that he even played for the Red Sox. Or how about David Price? Yeah, or, or well, one David of those Price guys. did almost win the World Series MVP for us. So right. So again, he was it, a toxic figure at times, though. Yeah. Again, with Mookie, it's definitely this is different. But again, to the Red Sox credit, as long as much as they trash talk everybody going out uh, to try to make their point, make them right, according like Terry Francona, he was a drunk, he was a womanizer, blah blah blah. They saw all that crap about him. Mookie didn't want to be here. Mookie didn't want to be here. Mookie was never going to sign here. Mookie was never going to sign here. So Mookie's going to come back high as a, a, a come back really high on his uh, performance, right? He's like almost an MVP candidate, or he is an MVP candidate, except for Acuna. 
But um, again, it'll be they, they'll do a nice presentation. They'll come up to the plate. They'll take time out. They'll probably get a strike called on them because the fans won't shut back up. And it's, yeah. and it's deserved. I think it's a much deserved thing. He talked he about us. that on his podcast, the uh, strike thing. But what the what they'll do if he does get a huge ovation, steps out of the box, if they'll get a pitch clock violation. So that's just an interesting thing to watch out for when that when that game comes around. But it'll be through timing, really. When do they play the video? If he leads off, and he probably will. So it's 7.05 for a 7.07 game. But right before, they'll do the national anthem. And right before he comes to the plate, they'll put the big thing on the screen. And they'll do all his highlights. His home runs here, his catches there. The big the, the big events he had here in Boston. And again, it was a short period it's of time. It's only five years. Yeah, it's crazy. It's uh, only five years. But five years, a lot lot packed into that five years. Correct. Second, so. second place MVP finish, a first place MVP finish, a World Series, three division titles. A lot of, lot of good stuff with him here. No, I totally agree with you. And... and uh, I would never boo him. Like I would never boo Xander. Maybe Ellsbury, and, and because they're the Yankees. But you know, at, at, at Ellsbury at some did point, us a favor uh, by signing that contract with the Yankees. That, that, if you kind of look at that, that's almost like because he signed that in the mids after the 2013 season. It's like the beginning of the end of the Yankees, right there. Just them start making terrible move after terrible move after terrible move. That's kind of like the start of it. I think the beginning of the end of the Yankees was uh, George Steinbrenner dying. And, well, yeah, but you know, sort of thing. Well, they they don't. The Yankees are. That's what I'm like. Sometimes I, I've been mad at the Red Sox a lot in the past couple of years, but you know what? I could be a Yankee fan right now, and that is just horrendous. Yeah, but you know, if you're a Yankee fan, you know what you could say: twenty-seven World Championships to nine. That's they always Babe Ruth. They always bring that stuff back. Yeah, Yankee fans are sort of matter in that Who cares? The Yankees. It's they haven't won in what fourteen years, fifteen years. Yeah. Who cares? Well, they haven't been in the World Series in uh, in the. Uh, they missed the whole decade, and now they're well, three yeah, years into this decade. And again, just like anything else, that's uh, uh, it's management. Just like it's here. I mean, you're up and down with management here. All right, so we are gonna. Sorry, we're gonna go see uh, Mookie. The thing uh, with management in, in here, though, is we've made in, in the time that they haven't made a change to management, we've made tons of changes. I mean, Boone's been there. Not Boone. Um, Cashman's been there since '98. Yeah. How many? How many executives, general managers, uh, whatever they they're called nowadays? What? Chief of baseball operations, what it is. How many chief of baseball operations have the Red Sox had since '98? Six. I, I think it's six. So let's count the six down. I think it's six. So you've got uh, Duquette, and then in the interim with Duquette, Mike Port took over uh, when the new ownership came in. Then Theo came in. Then Theo left for about six months, and they had the and they, they had the uh, interim guys. And then Theo came back, so leave that Theo. That's four. And then Theo decides to leave again, and they bring in Charrington. And then Charrington leaves, it gets fired, they bring in Dombrowski, and Dombrowski gets fired, they bring in. So six or seven, which is a lot, if you think about it. So there's no consistency about that. And we've had the ups and downs, and the Yankees have, have kind of been relatively consistent in terms of not finishing in last place, which they are going to this year, it looks like. So that might be the reason why they haven't made changes. But I thought the standard for the Yankees was always win the World Series or bust, and now it's, hey, if we're over 500, we'll go again next year. Probably was, and you know it's good for them. They, those fans deserve all the all the winning that they get. They're so cocky down there, anyway. And again, it it goes back to we talked about this with the Patriots last week. Is people were you know you assume they're going to win because it's all you've lived with, and and eventually those all the stuff eventually crashes down. Like with the Celtics in the in the sixties, and the Celtics won a little bit in the seventies, and then Bird they won in the eighties. All of a sudden, it took them twenty years to win again. Yeah, well, it's like it's like the 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 children or the people who were like probably in their in high school or whatever, when um, the Yankees won all those championships in the late 90s, and then they became diehard Yankee fans. You see all that, you're a diehard Yankee fan. The chil- their children now, they're probably about around 20 years old. They've, they've seen nothing. 
They, they've just seen losing. And now that's going to happen, it seems like, with these Patriots fans. For the past 20 years, they've seen all this great stuff. They're going to, they're diehard Patriots. There's so many diehard Patriots fans now. They're going to be raising kids to be diehard Patriots fans that are going to see nothing and, and just be jealous of the success that their parents had. That's true. I always look back at 2001, which was 9 11, and the year they lost to Arizona. Kurt Schilling. Schilling. Schilling and Randy. That was a. That was like the beginning of the end. Then they, they came back and beat us on the Boone home run and lost to Beckett and the Miami. And then they won the, the, the one, world, one World Series they got to win. They beat the Phillies, correct? Yeah, it was the Phillies. And then they yeah, haven't won they played since. Back, they played, yeah, the Phillies made back-to-back, yeah. Correct. Yep. And then they, and then, then you get to uh, now. So it's it's tough. You're right. It's just like Patriot fans or even a, think of yourself as a Celtic fan. It's been difficult. So. That's well, I, it's been difficult in terms of winning and all that, but we've been right there. And I, I've seen a lot of successful teams. And basketball is different than baseball. It's like the Yankees can go out and buy themselves a team, basically. The Celtics can't do that. You can't do that in basketball. So it's different. It's a different type of sport. The Yankees have bought Yankees their team, team in the wrong way. They bought they they got Stanton for free, for for free in terms of they didn't have to trade anything for him. But they got stuck with that contract when they could have they could have spent that and bought a different player. Bryce Harper, who would have helped them a lot more. Yeah, but then Bryce would have shaved that must that beard, and he would have. Maybe Bryce would have changed that. You know what? First thing they should do, Yankees, Yankee fans. We're talking this, a lot about the Yankees. I like it. This is my alert. It, well, it's so crazy. It's, it's, it's so just, bad. It's, it's so funny how bad they are. It Eight is. But if you go, if you think about it, let them have a beard. Why are they so? You know, put the name on the back of the uniform. They're so. It's. it's who cares about that though? That's no, not, that's, that's not affecting their little play. Things, it's stupid little things. It's stupid. It's the Yankee way. Yeah, but that, don't I'm, you get sick of the Yankee way? Keeping, I, I don't think the Yankee way means nothing to me. Well, that's the it thing. should the mean something. Means to you, nothing to yeah, me. They, I live they lose. With it. All they do is lose. The Yankee way. What's the Yankee way? Go go down 3-0 in in the ALCS and play videos of the Red Sox making a comeback against the Yankees. Is that the Yankee way? I don't care about the Yankee way. I just think they're they're just stupid in how they spend their money and how they build their roster. Simple as that. I forgot about that 3-0 piece of me. I oh my god! And, and Boone kept his job after that. It's just it's. I don't I don't know who raised Hal Steinbrenner, but it certainly wasn't George. <laughs> he did raise him. Don't worry about it. I don't know. I think he did. All right. So what else do we got? So we're we're down the, we're down the rabbit hole of Mookie coming back. What do you got well, for well, me well, next? Uh, since we're getting close to the end of the baseball season, we're probably not gonna. Maybe when the playoffs start, we'll talk about it again. But I, I wanted to just talk about right now who's having really good seasons. So the AL MVP is over by a mile. I was trying to think, do you know who, who's going to finish second? I, I haven't even looked at the odds, but just like off the top of my head, who, who, who is, who's having maybe the second best season in the American League right now? The second best season in the American League. I would have gone, um, you know, it's had a really good year, very under, understated. Louis Robert over at, um, at, uh, with the uh, White Sox. I think he's had a pretty good season. That's a, that's a good shot. I wasn't even thinking about him. Yeah, he, he's got he's got to have... <laughs> Sorry. Close to mid-30s. Going to probably hit over 40 home runs, right? Yeah, he definitely will. Um, I'm just so look, I'm looking at my is, list. If there. I look up the odds, it's going to be Otani's. Oh, right now, ready for this? Otani is minus 30,000 to win the MVP. It's, I mean, I don't even think uh, the max bet you could probably bet on that. You probably They probably don't let you bet a lot of money on that. It's probably, it's it's probably off the board, right? Yeah, it'd be smart right. to bet him. So, so there, there's another. There's two guys you missed. So they don't even have. Two uh, guys I missed. They don't even have Robert in here, but the two guys who are. Tied for second right now. Both of them having very good years. Kyle Tucker and Corey Seager. Yeah, uh, yeah. Corey Seager. Uh, Corey, Corey Seager. I can go with T- Tucker. So he's so he's so erratic. Tucker is. Corey Seager. I think he's back qualified. So he's 
Kyle Tucker is not erratic. That's a that's a very wild. You don't you don't he know. What you're talking he, about. Yeah, he, he's, he's terrible for the first two months of the season. No, he, he wasn't terrible. He struggled for the first <clears throat> month and a half of the season. That doesn't mean you can't win the MVP. But Corey Seager, he's a guy who signed uh, over a three hundred million dollar contract. Who, as of right now, really looks like it was a good deal for them. What about Simeon? Simeon's on here too. He's another guy who signed a huge deal and had a tough tough first year. And I still don't really like that deal for him, but he's looking good, looking like he's back to that form he had two years ago. So Texas with uh, Simeon and Seager, and uh, they had the Josh Jung kid who was a, a rookie of the year candidate. They've got your your boy, the catcher, yep, Jonah Heim. Uh, they picked up uh, um, Scherzer at the they deadline. Have, uh, the Garcia guy drives in a um, trillion runs. Garcia, yep. Garcia. He can't do anything but drive in runs and strike out, though. Nope. Uh, if you can drive in 130 runs, who cares? I'm looking right now. I just pulled up my favorite place, Fangraphs. I'm looking at War here. I don't care um, about War. Oh, you, are you, you don't care about War. Let's just to go What's through. What's Kyle Tucker's War? <coughs> I don't even know. Yeah, where where's he rank? Uh, I bet uh, Kyle Tucker's only in, in, in the major leagues. Kyle Tucker's at 14. He's right below Adolis Garcia. That, get out of here. Yes. He that, that's it's this yeah, one. That's why, this, that's why they, this stat sucks. Because they only have um, uh, they only have no pitching combined. Betts, Otani, Acuna, Freeman, Lindor, Robert. Lindor. Wait. Lindor stinks. Lindor has had a great year, though. Same, Lindor and Swanson. Have, no, they're not. Lindor's not had a great year. Yeah, they had a great year. Yeah, the Mets are really doing good with him. That has nothing to do with the Mets. Uh, Lindor's not having a great year. Lindor's having an okay year. He's not. Who would you rather have? So they're, they're getting paid the same amount of money. Who would you rather have, Francisco Lindor or Corey Seager? Well, I definitely would, I would. Seager only gets hurt all the time, but I would take Seager. Hey, he hits the ball way better. I don't know. Lindor, he, if you look at his numbers in um, Cleveland, they're much better than what he's done on the Mets. He just gets the war. Him and Danzu Swanson, they get the high wars because they're great defensive players. But, like, would you really, would you so really what rather about have my them? Bobby, like, what about Bobby Wood Jr.? What, what, what about him? I don't know enough about him, what he's done this year. I, if you want to talk about a streaky player, yeah, he is. Bobby Witt would be a streaky player, but he's young, and you can expect that. I a agree with that. Player like and, that. Then, and then we got the, I'm looking down the list here, Julio Rodriguez. What do you think? Uh, got hot. That's the, Honestly, if, if you take away his last week, his numbers aren't even that impressive. But I did see somewhere he's the only player in MLB with, I think it's 20 home runs, 20 stolen bases, and like 30 doubles or something. So that's that's a pretty good stat. So, yeah. He's another guy that t- took a big contract. Yeah. I don't know. That contract's like weirdly structured. Though. It's big, though. It's a, he took a young contract. It's over contract. $400 million, dollars, I think. And he's in the sophomore slump. He's starting to, to rebound a little bit. Uh, next here on this list was Simeon. And then here, here's here's one to talk about. Wander Franco. The the, the, the wonderful Wander Franco. I, that, uh, who cares? We, Wander who? Franco, just we don't need to talk about Wander Franco. Well, <laughs> again, he's, he's a highly rated player, though. Yeah, it's a tough if you're a Tampa Bay Rays fan, you know. Yes, it's tough. We'll see. We'll see what happens with him when uh, more stuff comes out. But yeah, it doesn't look like a good situation down there in Tampa. And then my favorite thing, because you and I, did, the war. I like to use war just as a, as a, as a, um, I would say as a guideline for me. And my favorite war player on here is, uh, is Kim of um, San Diego. I think you had him in fantasy last year, didn't you? Again, he's had a very good year. I have him in fantasy this year. Oh, picked him up halfway. Picked him up halfway through the year because he's. A good player, but he's like not great. Plays a bunch, good good in the field, gets on base, stuff like that. But again, he's he's probably got a higher WAR right now than like someone like Matt Olson. Would you rather have Hayson Kim than Matt Olson on your team this year? No oh, way. And you know that's a no. Come on. I obviously I know agree that's with a no, you but that's it. what I'm saying. That's why WAR is stupid. But he's still a top twenty player in the in the National League this year, though, right? Yes or no? I don't know. So, I don't know. Okay, it's San Diego, all right? It's San Diego. Let's look at Soto, yes or no? Yeah, he's been better. Um, Machado has Machado? been better. Machado's better, came on right? better late. 
that's it. Xander. No. And then the, the drug addict. I, I don't know enough. I, I don't follow enough about Tatis, but I bet you Tatis has probably had a pretty good year. But that's those are the guys, and then they have some pitching. And, I would, and, so and, I would and, take and their uh, – let's see, one second. I'm going to look up Tatis real quick. But I think I would take three guys on that team alone, and that's a crappy team this year, three position players on that team alone above him. I just somehow, well, you would, somehow because I ended it, up on his father's baseball reference page, Fernando Tatis Sr. Yeah, he played for the Sox. So. Cardinals, it looks like. Triple play guy. He had a tri- I think he helped turn a triple play here. So right now, this is funny about Tatis. Tatis in the National League has the highest offensive war. On, this is on baseball reference, which is a bit weird, their war. But hi- they have him as the highest offensive war player in the National League. So three players in that team alone. I don't even think he's a top 20 player in the National League this year. Probably not. Okay, so that's AL MVP. We talk about that, right? Um Otani's going to run away with it, yeah, no well, doubt about it. We didn't it. talk about the AL MVP. We talked about f- who's going to finish second. Finish second. I like the now the Seager National League could, could, could get interesting. Oh, I believe that. Okay, so let's throw that National League. Who do we? Uh, you have the uh, betting odds there somewhere. So Otani, uh, not Otani. Acuna is a pretty heavy favorite right now at minus six fifty, which is, I mean, at, at, with what three weeks? Not three. weeks. I'd say they're with, four with players. With right? How many weeks left in the season? Six. Six weeks left in the season at minus six fifty. It would take a lot for him not to win it, especially with the fact that he's going to hit 30 home runs. He's going to steal 60-plus bases. He's going to hit over 330. So I don't know how he wouldn't win the MVP, but there are three guys right now who are having like just out-of-this-world good years. Mookie might hit 40 home runs, and he can play shortstop, second base, right field, all over. Yep. Freddie Freeman's just uh, on base all the time. One of the best hitters we've seen in the league in a while. And then Matt Olson might hit 60 home runs. So if Matt Olson hits 60 home runs, uh, we've had does this he not win the MVP? Uh, uh, no. No, be, who, because— But then uh, why who, judge win the MVP last year Because they don't, like giving, it to, they don't like giving it to Otani. They don't like giving it to Otani. They don't like Otani. No, no, I agree. They don't like Otani. No. I don't think Olson. no. I, we've had the discussion. But no. if he hits 60 home runs. Uh, uh, so, okay, he hits 60 home runs. And Acuna hits 40 and steals 60 and hits better, average, scores more runs, great leadoff hitter. Who's the MVP? I don't know. I, Come on. 40 and 60 is a big difference. 60 home runs does not happen a lot. How many players have hit 60 home runs in the history of baseball? Not that many. And how many players have hit 60 home runs and not won the MVP? Four. Sosa, well, Sosa, 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 McGuire, well, well, McGuire won it. That's because they lost it to another guy who hit 60 home runs. That's a stupid point. That's a great point. You no, know it isn't. It. That's stupid. You know that. But – uh, Matt Ol- that's Judge last year deserved to win the MVP because he did something unique. He did something nobody had ever done in the American League. Now, I know it's been done in the National League, uh, but what if what if Matt Olson breaks – it's not the record, but what if he breaks Roger Maris's record? Hits more home runs than Roger Maris. Why does he not win the MVP when Judge won the MVP over Otani last year because he did it? And well, he because I think it. I think because – simple. The four players you talked about, Dodger, Dodger, Freeman, and Betts, Acuna and, and Olson. I would rate them Acuna, Freeman, Betts, Olson. Because Freeman's having a Mookie's having a great year. But I think Freeman's been more have ha, had more impact overall. But, but, Mookie, but you're a big war proponent. Mookie can do more. Mookie can play shortstop for you. You can play second I base. Agree, he can play I, right I, field. I, I he, agree play, there. he can play every position besides probably catcher. And so, I don't so know how his arms So he so he is like uh, he's like the smaller version of Otani because he's multiple position guy. No? Yes. Otani. Who? Mookie. What is that? He can't pick. He can play all those positions. Forget about that. I just said, I would say National League MVP right now, if I voted, I'd go go Acuna, Betts, Freeman, and I just misspoke. I'd go Acuna, Betts, Freeman, 
And Olsen, and maybe Olsen goes above Freeman. Do you know Freddie Freeman stole 16 bases this yeah, year? Yeah, everyone steals <laughs> bases this year. He, he, Freddie Freeman might hit 60 doubles, too. Yeah. He leads the league in total bases, so yeah, he's having a very good year. But those four guys all, I think they'd all finish second in the American League. They're all having, they, those four guys would all finish above anyone in the American League right now. Oh, yeah, because Otani's having the, the unicorn year of all unicorn years. You got, you got him pitching great, hitting great. Although he is really, he's really... Slow down pitching wise. I think he's fatiguing anyway. And this is the question. Someday we'll talk about when we get to the free agency when he goes free agent. But that's going to be the question: Is does he wear down because he's doing both now? And there is a logic why you don't do both. And he might. But right now, you're, he's if you you he's like he is except for he's not stealing bases like Acuna. He's far and above the best player in the game right now. Yes. And and then those four National Leaguers are right behind him uh, as far as position players. So yeah, I, I I'm still going to go with Acuna. Even if Olsen hits the 60, because I don't think Olsen's going to get to 60. Well, that's the thing. Even if Otani didn't pitch, he'd still win the American League MVP. Right. If he didn't pitch a single inning, yeah, he's he would the best still win the MVP. Stats. He's been the best offensive player in the league. Correct. I agree with that. So what about... Going back to numbers here, Corey Seager's not even... Cool. He's played 81 games. <laughs> Kyle Tucker is Kyle Tucker's going to finish second in the American League MVP. As long as he keeps it up. And that's the thing. Well, the American League MVP, two of the best hitters, Alvarez, Jordan Alvarez, the Astros, and, and Aaron Judge... Uh, they had they had injuries that made them miss about two months this year, and those have been guys who are perennial MVP candidates. Okay, so let me 40 throw, home runs and hit 300. Let me throw out some dark horse candidates uh, for the leaders. Atley Rushman, yes or no? Uh, no. They've had a great year and a MVP? good team, but no. No? No, give him, he'll, he'll, he can have the uh, silver slugger. Silver slugger for the catcher? <laughs> he can, yeah, yeah. So then the, the Texas Simeon, I think Simeon's going to finish top five, I think. For the Rangers, because he's been that good. Again, there's still six weeks left. And so then I'll give you, Tucker's been the best player on that team so far this year on Astros. And then who's the uh, Minnesota? I don't even know who the hell Minnesota would have to be in the top five. Minnesota's got the Pablo Lopez. They've got good pitching from, right. from a lot of guys. So that, that's Minnesota. Minnesota also plays in that, even though the division doesn't matter anymore in terms of your record, because you're not playing them as much. But they still get the advantage of they're going to make the playoffs because they're in that division, and they're going to. They won't get the bye, right? Because two teams get the bye, so they'll probably be the Correct. third they'll team. Yeah, they'll play. The next thing is, uh, uh, so they're basically a wild card team, so it doesn't matter. So, them being so in that Tampa Bay probably you have if Franco wouldn't get in trouble with little girls, you'd probably have um, Franco at a, a Ruzerona, a baby maybe uh, again as MVPs. Yeah, as, as yeah getting top neither, ten votes. Neither, neither, not win nah, I don't think either. Uh, maybe a Ruzerona. Yeah, maybe. All right, I, I'm just saying. Look at the leading te- the teams are leading. And the Angels have Otani. Seattle's uh, Seattle's an interesting squad um, as they come back. R- R- Rodriguez is going to get votes as well. Okay, so that's the National American League MVP. What do we got next? Cy Youngs. We haven't talked about pitchers <laughs> at all. What do you, what do you got pitchers wise? So um, I was trying to think. The American League. How much do you know about the American League Cy Young this year? So I I do think Garrett Cole has the best odds, right? I'd go with Cole on the best odds because I think he's been a better pitcher than Otani, except when he pitches against the Red Sox. Um, you know, uh, they're not going to give Otani the Cy Young. No, but uh, he, you know, the guy I have on fantasy, um, um, Pablo Lopez, Lopez has had like a great we just year. Said, very good year. Another guy is uh, Gaussman. Gaussman's, Gaussman's had a good I'd year. Go with and they're going to be in the playoff picture. And, and then Lou, a guy, Lou, and then Louis Castillo of Seattle. If you look at Seattle's, come so on, you think Castillo really is late. better than than George Kirby? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think he's there. I think, well, we'll see. Let's hope they make the playoffs, and let's see who starts game one. Because that'll tell us who's better. And I think he is their ace of that team. So, yeah, he's better than Kirby. And then the one wild card here, he's kind of faded lately, and you have to be 11 out of 10. You have to be perfect out of perfect to win it as this. But uh, Felix Batista, the closer for Baltimore. 
Yeah, he's actually not faded much. I mean, they, he they well, he had that, he he one bad home, game. He, had the, he gave the home run to, ooh, I, I forget who hit the three-run home. Oh, Kyle Tucker. Oh, is that oh, who Kyle was? Tucker's oh, the one guy who's really hurt him this year. So so he's <laughs> got, what about like Zach Elfin? Elfin who? Elfin. Elfin. We're supposed to get no, him. No, he's not pitched enough. He's been hurt. Yeah, he's yeah. been hurt on uh, But here's the thing about so Batista. Valdez. Wait, I want to say Batista. They've won 77 games, right? Yeah. Their run differential is only plus 79, which means they're winning a lot of close close games because of him. So the value he's adding to that team is pretty massive right now. So that's the difference between... Tampa's Tampa's run differential with 75 wins is 161. Let me look at at San Diego's run differential, and they have Josh Hader, who's had a great year, and Bautista's run differential, they're probably about the same. San Diego has lost so many one-run and extra inning games, but they have one of the best closers in the game. Well, has he been good? So that's why I would say, yeah, Hader's been really good. So that's why I would say he is not going to. Their um, differential is plus fifty-seven, by the way, and they're they're seven games under five hundred. Yeah, which is which is it's just uh, how do you get like that? Honestly, it means you win big and you lose you lose small. Well, they've lost a ton of one-run games, and that that, 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 that almost those, shows me it's almost a fluke year, and that two, yeah. they should expect to be good next year. Right, it's the um, it's the it's the reverting back to the norm piece. <laughs> Where you have to um, you have to get that understanding. The, the, the eventually, you know, like we said this in fantasy all along, you know, um, yeah, guys are eventually going to get their numbers, and that's what's going to happen. San Diego's too late in the season now. So Cy Young Award, American League, I think it's Cole's to lose uh, if he shits the bet if he shits the bet again like he does Sox he again. Won't. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I what guess. What about yeah. Fr- what about your buddy Framber Valdez? I mean, he was hurt a little he's bit. He's hor- You know, he's been horrible. Post All Star break, he's been horrible. So you think Galsman could get some votes? Um, I like Lopez Cole, Gaussman, Castillo. Um, Castillo. Cole, Gaussman, Castillo, Lopez, and Batista. That's my top five. Okay, and then Batista. I, I, I think Batista's going to get some votes. I agree with that. Yeah, he should get, not first place votes, but he should get votes. He okay. should get recognized for the year he's had. Uh, I, I, I agree a relief pitcher shouldn't win the Cy Young unless you throw over 100 innings and you're, like, pitching two innings a game and getting two innings saves. Then you can win the Cy Young, sure. Like, who's the who's the Dennis Eckersley. Did he do that? No, I'm thinking of somebody else who used to get, like, three inning saves. I don't know. Well, Goose Gossage, he didn't win the MVP. Dude? Was there a guy in the Cardinals? No, nah, forget it. No, uh, Whatever. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that, that'll be my top five. And then we can go to the National League. National League. I don't okay, know. What do you got? I looked this up for odds. It's it's relatively close, but right now the, the four that are really in it are Zach Gallon of Arizona in the playoff picture. Yep. Blake Snell of San Diego, who's had a great year, yep. not in the playoff picture. Uh, Logan Webb, who is pitching for the Giants, they're in the playoff picture. And then Spencer Strider, who has struck out a trillion people this year. He might strike out 300 guys. He's also in the picture. But uh, his ERA has gotten higher a bit lately. His FIP, fielding independent pitching, Ooh. though I hear is very good. Or, or he, he, he is... His ERA is higher than his FIP or whatever. So what you tell me? He's not getting much help from his defense, what you even tell though their what defense you, is supposed to be very good. What you tell me is wide open. What about um, your boy Justin Steele of the uh, Cubbies? I don't. I don't think. I don't, don't think, think he's been Cy good enough. Level. I don't but think that's Cy Young level. But that's the thing. Say Strider strikes out three hundred batters. Does he automatically win the Cy Young? No, not at all. Not at all. No. And Strider. I don't think you know. Has Strider? Uh, he's had a I'm good still year. on the fence on Strider because no. I. I don't know. He's had I, a very I would good say. Year. Uh, Arizona was in the playoff picture for a while. Gallon held him in there. It's tough. I think it's wide. That's why. I think Strider is the most fantasy points in our fantasy league for a pitcher. And Logan Webb, Strider, Gallon. Um, who was the other one you gave me? Um, Snell. Snell. Blake Snell has a, had a good year, but not a great year. 
Uh, what about a guy like Mitch Keller from Pittsburgh? He's not going to win it, but he's had some. He's put up great numbers. I guess, but he, yeah, he's not. I don't. But the National League Cy Young is National League Cy Young wide open. Could, I think could both, be anybody. nobody's really having this crazy dominant pitching season this year. I agree, with you, and I don't see Strider. Strider what is, what's Strider got? Fourteen and four as of today, right? Fourteen and four, twenty-five games start, twenty-five games, hundred forty-six innings pitch. Gallon is um, how many strikeouts does he have? I'm looking. Hold on, it doesn't have it on. I only have strikeouts on this one. It's a lot. His K per nine is is uh, high. It's thirteen, almost fourteen strikeouts per nine innings. That's pretty good. That's, that's pretty really good. That's stuff. pretty good stuff right there. So it's t- I don't know. It'll be interesting to re- re- regroup back in, our, in November when they pick it. But that's a tough one. That's a tough one to pick, I think, um, because uh, it's it maybe it's going to come down to who pitches well down the stretch in the National League. That's the thing. Like Cole isn't pitching for any. It, well, this is in the American League, but Cole isn't really pitching for anything at this point. But he's still going to win the Cy Young. But there's somebody like Gallon and Webb. They're both in in the wild card race right now. And say one of them just goes off in September and, and pushes their team in the playoffs and wins that Cy Young Award. Yeah, it's 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 there for the taking, the, the National League Cy Young Award this year. Yeah, and last year's winner, um, Alcatara, is... Um, See, that's the thing. He had an outrageous year. Like, he had one of those He did, but he also had a season. bad start of the season. He started to come on late, but he's not going to win. I know, but nobody's having a year this year like he had last year. Right, I totally he, agree he had, with like, you. five complete games last year totally or something. Agree. Through, like, 230 innings. And then there's not a... You're going to tell me no closer that gets top four or five votes unless you go Duvall or Hater or one of no. those guys in the West. No. They, okay. haven't, they haven't been... You ha- to, get in the, to get an MB, a Cy Young vote... As a closer, you have to be special, like dominant special. Okay, that's I. I'm not disagreeing with that. Uh, what's our next category? But we're still in baseball, so the uh, just right now we'll probably do this every week. It might change. We'll not do this every week. We'll do it before the playoffs start. But right now, who is going to win the American League and who is going to win the National League? As of right now, I think the American League winner is going to be the Texas Rangers, mm-hmm. uh, and I think the National League winner is going to be the Dodgers. And uh, logic, uh, my logic is I think the Rangers picking up the two pitchers because they got the kid from uh, Jordan Montgomery and they picked up um, Max Scherzer. I think that, that supplements their pitching staff, and I think it's good for them. Uh, I think they have the offense and Seager's coming back. It just, it's just kind of feels like this is a team that spent their money and spent their money more wisely than, like, the Mets did. Um, I am well, not as big on the Astros as I know you are, what, and I think Texas wins the division and, and wins. But that could change. In what's three interesting weeks. about that division is Houston just got swept this weekend, right? They lost three in a row. They're still only two and a half games behind Texas because Texas has lost four in a row. So nobody seems to want to run away with that division, or Texas doesn't want to run away with that division, and Houston doesn't want to take the opportunity to get back in it. So we'll see. So your American League league picks Texas. Who's well, your National League? Pick? I said the Dodgers. Dodgers National League. Let's just go back real quick. You'll think they'll league. Dodger it. Mm-hmm. No, other <laughs> eventually they will. You think they're better than? You'll no, think think they'll beat the Braves. Yes. Better than yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, 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 the Braves remind me a lot of the of the. Um, of the Red Sox of the late 70s, where this offense is absolutely phenomenal up and down the lineup. You know, I'm not completely sold on the Braves pitching, although they get great pitching out of some players, and they get Iglesias. I don't know. I like. I think the Dodgers are starting to play much better than, than, than they, they have been. Atlanta does have the least uh, amount of runs allowed in the National so, League. I know, but I'm just saying, can I pick the Dodgers? And in baseball. I definitely. Let, let's go back to the American League. Uh, the, I don't see the Orioles having a shot, Tampa having a shot. Toronto, if they get hot because Tampa, of their pitching. Yeah, with Tampa McClanahan getting yeah. hurt, they're done. Toronto, if they make it and they sneak through because they have some, uh, their pitching's a little bit, their frontline pitching with Gaussman and Berrios and um, Manoa, those t- and Manoa's had a tough year. That's a that's a pretty good good unit. 
Uh, Houston always is tough. I'm not sold. Minnesota, forget them. In the in the National League, watch out for those Phillies because for some reason they just get hot at the right time. And they also have two pitchers that can that can lead a staff with Wheeler and Nola. So uh, I'm going to stick with the Dodgers and and uh, Dodgers and the Rangers just as something different. So I'll go different. I'll go with the favorites. Obviously, I'm going to go. I think the Braves. I think there's they're, they're people don't people. It, it is a crapshoot the MLB playoffs. And people, you know, anything can happen, blah, blah, blah. But if you do look back, f- close to 50% of the time, the best team in the league wins the World Series. It, it ends up working out the way. I think they're just they're having that type of year. The only team that doesn't win the World Series when they're the best team in the league is the Dodgers, it feels like. But I feel like the, the Braves are just having that type of year where I think they're going to make the playoffs. Not the playoffs. They're going to make the World Series, and I think they're going to win it. And I think it's going to be a rematch of the one we had two years ago, and I think they're going to play the Astros. The Astros are just, until they show me that they're not going to do it, I think they're going to do it. I would say that. It's almost like it's like you're going to keep betting against the Tampa Bay Lightning because they keep making the finals and keep winning it. And the Astros, it's what now, six years in a row, they've made the championship series at least. But and again, the Astros, have, the Astros, if they have to come off the wild card, it's a little different. I mean, again, it doesn't you, you, ma- can, you, can, you can say that it's the best team usually wins, but the way the playoffs are structured today, you gotta win. You gotta win and win and win. You gotta win three series. Yeah, but to the win. Astros aren't the best team. I'm saying. I'm okay, not, yeah, my okay. point is the Braves are the best team. So okay. I, the Astros obviously it's a difficult path coming off the wild card. The Braves though they're gonna have to have the buy or whatever. So, so the they're Braves automatically and the Dodgers in the, get the NLDS buy. or whatever it's called now. I'm assuming it's still the NLDS. Right. The Braves and the Dodgers are gonna be separate. Two. So they'll be one and two. And the Astros will probably and the Rangers. And uh, Baltimore will probably be one and well, two. Well, the, the Rangers are the Astros, and then Baltimore, Tampa. I Whoever wins the division. Not Tampa. Tampa could still win the not division. Not Tampa. Yeah. Tampa's only three games back. They All could right. still win the division. So as of, what's the date today? It's September. September. Jesus. August, whatever it is. 21st. 21st, right? 21st. Uh, you've got the Astros and the uh, Braves. I got the Dodgers and the Rangers, so we'll see. What I have happens. the Braves winning it. How about you? I have the Rangers winning it. All right, that's I'm going to stick with pick. Texas. And they've never won, correct? Never won. And they did show. They should have won, won, yeah. Oh. All right, what we'll do you got next? That. Okay, so next. we got that. How about uh, Wait, ma- we gotta do manager a- of the year? Okay, go, go. I don't care about man- manager. Manager of the year. Um, Alex Cora, just to piss off my boomer. The manager of the year, uh, who, uh, I don't know his name. Whoever's managing Baltimore is probably going to win manager Ca- of the year. Hyde, yeah, okay. Okay, a um, couple things for next year. This offseason, the MLB, we are going to have the biggest free agent in American sports since LeBron James. And probably not bigger than LeBron James because the singular impact that LeBron James, he could have gone anywhere in the NBA and immediately they would have been a title contender. Otani can't go to the Royals and make them a title contender. Correct. But in terms of hype, it's the biggest free agent in American sports we've seen since LeBron James. Where do you think he goes? Mets. He go to New York. That, yeah, definitely. Cohen, Cohen. I think the he, Mets. They freed up the money I think for there him. are three places for him. Got rid of Verlander. And, um, I think the contract uh, of Verlander and, and, Scherzer. and Scherzer. I think there's three spots for him because the Yankees can't afford him. I think the Dodgers, the Mets are head to head, and I think there's still a chance that they, if the Angels pony up the money, he'll go back. He could go back to the Angels. And there's the, and no the, way he's signing with the Angels. I, I the actually do card, think he cares about winning baseball. The, the, and then the two wild cards of the West Coast teams would be. If San Francisco ever decides to open, it'd be a great place for him to play with, with the um, Asian population there. And Seattle uh, is another place where I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't lose sleep. But that's, I got the Mets. So, Who so, you got? So how about that? Well, I have the Mets, too, definitely. Yeah, Steve Cohen's not letting him get away. That's that's just the type of player you build your franchise around. You build, you know, he just bought that team. It would be a great player for him to have. How about uh, there's so, uh, again, as a soccer guy, I recently saw Liverpool FC bid $115 million for just some 
some midfielder who who's a real good player, but he's he's not all that. He's not not one of the best players in the world or anything. 115 million. Oh, what if John Henry out of nowhere decides, hey, I'm going to spend money and get Otani? Any chance that happens? I would say that would shock the world, but you don't want. I would, go I would go. I would say there's about twenty percent chance of that happening. Twenty percent's way too high. Zero. Twenty percent. If he wants to get the Japan Japanese market, he brings them here. There's not a twenty percent chance they sign him. There's a twenty percent chance, chance they might talk to him. They'll talk to him. Yeah. I, I think yeah, I got it. But nobody's going to outbid the the, the the Sox could outbid him, but they're not going. Okay, to. so I think I think we just answer the question that I'm about to ask because um, we just uh, we we say they're going to get Otani, but. For next year, 2024, who has the best year? The Yankees, the Red Sox, or the Mets? I, uh, think, I think we're all going to say the Mets, right? I still think um, if we fire Bloom, the Red Sox will just have so a— So the Yankees no, the I would go. I would go the Mets probably could, but you know what? That's a great question. Uh, the Yankees are going to struggle because of the dip. I actually, think actually, wait. That, that question's wrong. Who's going to have the better year, the Yankees <laughs> or the Red Sox? That's one question. And then the next question is, who will have the better year next year, the Mets or the Padres? I will say next year the Yankees do not have a better year than the Red Sox. Red Sox better, Padres better. I will go Red Sox better, Mets better. All right, so we can agree to disagree on the Mets. Depending on Otani. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> if Otani goes to the Mets, I'll take the Mets. No, that's so true. All right. What is that? What do we got? Are we ready for our uh, seven wonders? Yeah, so our seven wonders of the sporting world this today is MLB ballparks, and we're going to just keep it at current ballparks. Or, you know what? Should we do old? Yeah, but I don't, do think, I, I don't know how many old ballparks you would remember. Um, how about this? The polo yeah. grounds? Yeah, yeah, I would never go there. That does a, that was a dump, just like the Fenway was a dump. Well, the, the, uh, yeah, um, all right. like Ebbets Field. Yeah. Um, uh, what's the one in um, Detroit? Was there one in Detroit? The Tiger Stadium. Um, that was Tiger Stadium. Chicago? Was there any Chicago? Chicago was no. old Comiskey, which I actually was at. And then, like, Yankee Stadium, all that. So those are the old stadiums. stadiums. But, yeah, we'll, we'll keep it at current stadiums. Keep so, it at current? Okay, so I got something in front of me. This might be a bit hard to what do you got actually pick. And, and, like, where, hard do you pick? To pick. where do you pick the two? Okay, so who's going first? Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll, I'll take – I, I, I think I went first the two drafts. So go first. I'm going to go first. got to take Fenway first. Then, then Wrigley, so. <laughs> You're going to take Wrigley I hate, second? I hate Wrigley, but you have to take it. And in the, in the Panthers. And I go next. I got Dodger Stadium. Are you writing this down or – um, hold on, I got yeah, I'll let you write it down. So like who do we? Okay. You're gonna go Dodge. You really like Dodger Stadium better than. Hold on. So what went Fenway for me, and then uh, Wrigley. Yeah, I think Dodgers the next. I'm not best. a huge Wrigley fan, and I'm not a huge Fenway fan either in terms of like actually sitting there and watching the game and like being comfortable and stuff like that. But you walk into Wrigley, you walk into Fenway, and it. It's it's an experience, so you have to you have to say those. I, I agree with that. Like I said, third is Dodger Stadium, even though it's surrounded by water. It's like a moat. Got a moat now. I, I've been to Dodger Stadium now twice in yeah, my it's lifetime. It's flooded right now, huh? Yeah, in my lifetime, and it's a great place to watch ballpark. The weather's always nice. It's held up really well since the early '60s because they don't get a lot of snow out there in Los Angeles. Just a lot of rain this week. I'll go Dodger Stadium with my second pick. What do you got? Yeah, it is. That is the third oldest stadium, correct? Yes. Yeah. So my 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 pick here might surprise a little some people, but uh, I just like the way it looks. Um, I'm gonna go with Bush Stadium, Cardinals Stadium. I like. I just like. I mean, it's got the arch in the background. That's a, that's a great sight line, and it's a, it's a nice looking ballpark. Um, I think of uh, David Freeze in Texas blowing their World Series there. But it's just it's just an aesthetically pleasing ballpark. So yeah, I'll sure. go with that. Okay. What, what are your thoughts on that ballpark? Uh, never been in it. We were outside it. I like the aesthetics of it. I mean, if you're oh. sitting behind home plate, you're looking at the baseball field, and you look up, and it's this the, one, the of the, one of the seven wonders of America. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. 
Well, we uh, can do that in our next draft. Uh, we'll, we'll pick uh, American monuments and do seven wonders. Awesome. That's great. So I don't know. I, I've never been in the bush, so it's hard to say. I think I agree with you on the aesthetic part. I'm going to go with uh, Camden Yards next for me. Uh, Baltimore, uh, I think that um, just again, I've been down there. And it's, it's, it's the one that started the whole revolution of great new ballparks and, and, and that sort of thing. But I'm gonna, I, I, would, I would skip over that one probably for the, my next pick because I'm, I'm looking at the ballparks that I've been to as well. Uh, yeah. uh, so that's where I'd go. So who I wasn't really thinking about the ones I've been to. The thing about Camden Yards is it's always empty. So you never well, did, you it's going to start to be full now that they win. Even, even when they win, it's not full. Don't, don't worry. We'll see what it's like in the playoffs. I don't remember what it was like in, what, 2015, 16 when they were last in they'll, it. They'll be okay. But so there's never really a great atmosphere environment there. That that's my only issue with that ballpark. Like St. Louis, you're always every every night in the summer you're Except gonna get a great environment. Suck. Same with Chicago. Yeah, but even when they suck, they're that's still true. bringing in fans. All right, so always. I got I've gone Fenway, Dodger, and Camden Yards. You've got Wrigley and Bush Stadium. Who's your this next? This is kind pick? of a pandering pick. It's it's probably widely regarded as the best ballpark in baseball. Uh, I'll go with Oracle Field. I think that's what it's called. That's well, the one uh, in whatever San they call it, you're going to San Francisco. Right on the bay. I mean, come on. No, we saw a game there. It was cold. I you can't build a better bay. You can't. The location of that is just perfect. I agree. It's right down up from the city. Like I said, that's another one that we've been to. I, I wasn't as impressed with that as I thought I would be. I don't know why. I, maybe it was just it was a cold and we missed the no hitter the night before. But I, I, I can see that happening. Yeah, um, Lindsay come through a no hitter. The um, the day after we we had a pick we could go to either the night game i don't know what day of the week it was but the night game the day before or the day game the day after and, and we, we picked, picked the night, night game. game and in the day game tim lynch come through a no hitter so yeah just our luck we missed the no hitter yeah um i'm gonna go with oakland college no, i'm kidding yeah uh, i'm just kidding uh, i've actually worst. been to that stadium by wait, the way wait oakland or tampa which one you take it i would take oakland over tampa because <laughs> tampa i've been down there that's i haven't seen a baseball game there but that sucks down there too um, I'm gonna go with a, a real wild card. I'm gonna go with Minnesota. Uh, yeah, I knew you were Field. Yeah. I love. I mean, we went. With That's like the fav- your favorite ballpark you've been at. Just one of the favorite ball because you it's know like why? you're in a movie theater. The it's seats. great, unbelievable. I was I was so impressed by. Of course, we were there in middle. Of and summer. we were in the cheap seats too. We were in great human seats, true. So I, um, I had seen a game at the Metrodome before they blew it up, and and the, just the Minnesota fans are so lucky uh, that that I like. I just really that ballpark. You can see some of downtown. Um, if you're sitting in the right spot, but I, I go Minnesota next. The only issue with the ballpark, that ballpark, and you complained about it about San Francisco, is it gets cold there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree it with that. Gets, it'll be in the playoffs there. It'll be cold. Okay. So you have five. I have four. Fenway, Dodger, Camden Yards, Target. So I have three. Yes. Give me a second here. Oh, he's gonna look them up. I, I don't like. That's a pander. That's a very aesthetically pleasing uh, park that I'm not gonna pick. Um, hmm. Her, that's too new. That's too new. Blah blah blah. Sorry, I, I haven't prepared. Jack wasn't ready. I haven't prepared. I'm trying to see what I really like. Um, oh, I like Citizens Bank Ballpark. I was gonna go there too. That's not bad. That's Big, nice. spacious, built, built nice, good dimensions, just a good looking field. And, uh, and again, it's Philly, so you're gonna get a good atmosphere, a good environment. Right, and we've seen a game down there. You've seen a couple. I've seen one down mm-hmm. there. Mookie didn't play that day. <laughs> Drove up from the Jersey Shore and saw that. I think that's uh, a nice. The, the one thing I'll remember about that day is um, game was going slow. Red Sox weren't playing that well. Yeah, they and we were there with uh, my cousin Robbie. He's older. He's about thirty years old, and his his son, his newborn baby or two year old baby, was back at home, so they couldn't stay the whole game. He's decide trying to decide when to leave. All of a sudden, Drew Pomerantz comes in the game. He decides right then and there, I don't need to see Drew Pomerantz pitch, and gets up and leaves. Just very funny. 
Yeah, I think the baby was mom and the man down the shore, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, so uh, Citizens Bank, nice place. The thing about Citizens Bank, if you have never been to Philadelphia, and I've seen uh, football down, we've been to the Lincoln for Temple game, that whole complex is easy parking. It's, it's, it's Everything's in one spot, unlike here in Massachusetts where you got to go to Foxborough. Uh, and I was going to go to Citizens Bank last weekend for Bruce, so I would have gotten to see it from a different perspective. So you go Citizens Bank. My next pick, I'm going to go with a, uh, an outlier. I'm going to take Kansas City. I was about uh, to add, because you just said about the parking, I was about to say, yeah, what I'm about Kansas, Kansas City? Kansas City, Kansas City with Arrowhead next thing. to it, it's great. And, and the other thing, the parking is really the nice. Team, so. Right, it's nice there, and it, if you ever get a chance to do a road trip uh, trip there, I would go Kansas City. I get, I'm going to put you back on the spot now. I can't say no, I, I didn't want to pick this one here, but I'll go PNC Park. Oh, I, you know what, PNC, if we ever got a chance to go to PNC, I think our moods would change. That's another one where you see the the, the, yeah. the stuff. That, that, I, I, actually, I probably, that might be built in the best spot. I think that more, might have more been. More so than, the, than Oracle. I would probably put that above Cave and Camden Yards. Not that Did I've you been just there. forget about it? Yeah. It's number one on this list I have here. Because so. I haven't been there. So. Everyone uh, talks about it highly, but I don't. I, the, the issue, I, I kind of like stadiums that have good. So I, I'd like to sit behind home. I'm saying sit in foul ground territory. Kind of like stadiums that have. No, this is a bad point because the outfield. The I, I like stadiums with outfield stands, to be honest, with good outfield d- stuff like that, like a good scoreboard, yeah. maybe good bleachers. Then, like Fenway, you got the bleachers, you got a nice scoreboard in center field, you got the green monster. Yeah, Wrigley. and then you also you have the two building, you have the Prudential Center and and the Hancock Building. Yep. PNC, while it has its whole city and that's beautiful and everything, it's still Pittsburgh. There's also in the bridge and all that the outfield. The stands are just generically poor. Okay, it's a, weird, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Like, I don't know. I'll g- I'll give you a generic. It's just one. A, it's a basic wall around. Like even yeah, even, I know even, what you in, mean. even in right. even in right. San Francisco, it's a it's an interesting field because of the dimensions of yeah, it, how it's deep it is. It's got the brick wall in right field and that sort of stuff. So that's just. That's true. I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's. A I'm trying to think. Of, I'm trying to think of stadiums that I've been to that would make my list here before this pick. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Yankee Stadium just because it's Yankee Stadium. It's New York. Um, you know, I've never. I've I've been to the old one. If you take, I'll just I'll just take this right. I'll take City Field. And you go City, <laughs> just because it's new and it's probably very. I've not been there. I I would imagine both of those stadiums are very nice. Just if you're sitting in the grandstand, they're, correct. They're comfortable. Right. Yeah, City Field and Yankee Stadium. Uh, now let me think. Are we at I, six? Yeah, we have one more. Um, blah, 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 blah. I I've been to Angel. We had, you and I went to Angel Stadium. I went. I want to put that up there. Mom and I went to a tour of. Um, Seattle's ballpark, uh, which I really like, but I've not seen a game there. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put um, Seattle on there for now, and I'm just trying to think of other stadiums that are in the, in each division. Cleveland's got a nice one, but I'll go with Seattle last. All right. You got one last pick. I'm gonna continue my River Ballpark stadiums, and I'm gonna go with Great American Ballpark again. I, I don't. I just said all the all the stuff about the cool outfield walls and dimensions this this might be the most basic ballpark there is the easiest ballpark to home run in but it's uh i have a friend who's been there a couple times really likes the games there and they're they're starting to get good again and it's right on the river so that's yeah i'm I'm continuing my river ballparks the other one i was thinking about might have been um uh which one which one um See, they have Petco ranked real high. Petco stinks. The other one, uh, Petco's got a nice outfield. You can't pick Atlanta. Though. I don't even know what stadium Atlanta plays in. They've been they in play three in, in the past two, you know three years. Mo- your mom went to a game with Truist last year. She did see a game already. She saw a game with their work. She was down there for work. So, yeah, it's hard. I mean, you know, I've been to some old ballparks, too. 
Uh, and what's you know, your favorite old ballpark that doesn't exist anymore? It doesn't exist. Uh, boy, that's a great question. Probably Connie Mack Stadium, first game I ever went to in, in North Philadelphia. I don't, I don't really remember. I was like five years old. Um, that's a good question. What the best ballpark got torn down? Memorial Stadium in Baltimore was really good. Uh, great sight lines, uh, cheap seats. I went to see the Sox play down there a couple times growing up in Pennsylvania. Uh, the vet was horrible in Philadelphia. All the, all the old parks were terrible. I mean, when the Angel Stadium, before they, they, they've redone it like three times, Angel Stadium used to be wide open in left field, and the big A was out there, and the freeway would run by it. And it was really nice. I saw that in 76. It was real nice. Angel too. Stadium, we were, that was blah. Yeah, but that's, that's the three renovations one. ago. It's the same stadium, but three renovations. I've seen it in, in all three two sequences. So, all right. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to think. Comiskey was a rat trap in Chicago. Um, you know, the funny one they didn't like on our trip was um, Milwaukee. I wasn't no, a big fan of Milwaukee. Nobody really likes that. There, any retractable roof stadium is going to look quite ugly. Didn't like it's Milwaukee. a lot of metal. All right, so we got the seven wonders done. We talked about the, uh, the award winners for the baseball. Anything else on your agenda, Mr. Boyle? I got all my baseball stuff done. We talked about Otani, talked about uh, Red Sox, Yankees, all that. Yeah, I got, mm -hmm. I, I've got everything checked off here. Okay, so we are good to go then as we get ready to exit this uh, second episode of uh, uh, It All Boils Down to This. We can do a football preview next week. We'll do a football preview next week, great. and then I'm going to Scotland for two weeks, so we're going to be off unless Jack and – <laughs> figure out how to use the studio, bring some of his friends in, and he can boil it down to that. Uh, like I said, we're open to all guests. I have to say your sister gave me a hard time, Amanda, so we'll actually bring her in, and she can spew her sports knowledge and see if we get Mom in here, too, then get all the boils in one. The thing with football is you can't do the preview too early. you got to do it. It's like the fantasy draft. you got to do it right before the season starts because we'll do a preview, and I'll pick the Bills to win the Super Bowl, and, and Josh Allen will tear his ACL in, in, in training camp or the in the next preseason game. Right, probably. and next week is the last – this is the last – uh, preseason game. Yeah, when's the first game? The first game would be a week from Thursday. Then I don't know. The Chiefs playing it probably. I have no idea who's in Thursday football. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't pay that much Chiefs. attention. I should. Well, like I said, like I said, um, episode two in the books. Thanks a lot to uh, actually Jack's the co-host. Jack did all the work today. Got everything lined up. Uh, makes my life a lot easier, Jack, when you do that. Uh, so we'll um, for Jack uh, Boyle. This is Jim Boyle. So we'll see you on down the road. Thanks for listening to this episode of It All Boils Down to This, recorded at WCTV Studios in our hometown of Wilmington, Massachusetts. We are always open to any ideas, critiques, topics, and guests. So if anyone out there in podcast world needs to get a hold of us, we can be reached via email at jboyle22 at comcast.net. Along with Jack Boyle, I'm Jim Boyle. Make sure to tune in to the next edition of It All Boils Down to This.